0: It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. All right, made it to a Friday. Oh, wait a minute. I saw Scooter Dingus in the booth. I thought it was Friday. I thought he only did my show on Friday. What's up with that? Sorry to disappoint you, John. It is Tuesday, November 1st. Welcome into Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. Hope you had a great Halloween. I told you yesterday I was dressing up like I dress up every day. Grumpy old man. <laughs> Kicked a couple of little kids in the head. Gave out, uh, you know, bacon slices. Pulled pork, uncooked. Yeah, you know, just a normal Halloween in my house. My grandson Owen was great. Spider-Man. Went through Audubon Park. Well, he didn't go through all of Audubon Park. He'll be four on Sunday. He went through, oh, I don't know, eight, ten houses. Can we go home now? (laughs) Okay, yeah. Luckily, Pop Pop wasn't there. I would have talked him into, into going on. I needed more candy at the house. That's what I need, more candy at the house. I'm on a sugar high right now. I will crash and probably take a nap as soon as I get home today m M&M and hotline is open, 502-384-1450, 384-1450. That's how you can join in on the conversation. Or you can use the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Easy for me to say. It's that sugar. I'm shaking over here. Text line is 414-1450. Get your text into the show at that number. NFL trade deadline, 4 p.m. Eastern time today. Where will Kareem Hunt end up? Will Josh Allen be traded? Not that Josh Allen. The the edge rusher of Jacksonville, former Kentucky Wildcat. Will he be traded? A couple of edge rushers are on the market here. A couple of running backs. Teams interested in Kareem Hunt include the Buffalo Bills, the San Francisco 49ers, the Los Angeles Rams, many others looking for that Extra piece to get them over the hump. The Rams laid the foundation here. When you've got certain players, and they had Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, it is a win-now situation. They brought in Odell Beckham Jr. They had Jalen Ramsey. This is all going to come crashing down for the Rams in a couple of years because they have no draft picks. They didn't have enough draft picks to put a package together to get Christian McCaffrey. The Niners got him from Carolina. And this is the blueprint now if you want to win a Super Bowl. You know that a couple of years down the line, Aaron Donald's going to retire. Matthew Stafford's going to retire. You got no draft picks. You can't rebuild. Sean McVay will probably leave, go into television, or take a hiatus until he comes back with another splashy job with a bunch of veterans and guys that can win. And Ram fans will be sad. But know this. You won a Super Bowl. You took advantage. You got the players in there at the last minute that allowed you to go over the top and win that Super Bowl against Cincinnati last year. Who's going to be in the, on the market today? Who's going to be in the market today? The Bills trying to add. The Niners trying to continue to add. They got Christian McCaffrey. That's a great pickup. Who else is going to go after it? The Eagles. They've added uh, Robert Quinn, edge rusher. Probably done, but who knows? Maybe they go get another rusher. They've got a great offense. They're undefeated. Fly, eagle, fly, as Trevor Kelsey would say. Cowboys, 6-2. and two. Are we going to make a move? Do we have the capital to get them, get somebody in here? What do we need? It's a great defense. Maybe you need another wide receiver to complement C.D. Lamb. Kansas City, are they done? Do they want to get into the Kareem Hunt sweepstakes? Didn't he used to be a chief? Am I wrong on that, Scooter? Who was that? Kareem Hunt used to be a Kansas he, City he chief. He yeah. Go back home, help your team win yet another Super Bowl. Do they need running backs, though? Yes. Clyde Edwards, look, you always need more. You always need more. And the Chiefs, they look at the Bills and go, what do we got to do? What do we got to do to outscore Buffalo? They're They're not worried about anybody else. They're not worried about the... Uh, Bengals, they're not worried about the Ravens. Ravens made a move yesterday. They go get Roquan Smith, the linebacker from Chicago. He leads the NFL in tackles. He's got more tackles in the NFL since his rookie season than anyone else except one other player. He's got the second most tackles since 2017, Roquan Smith. Great pickup for the Baltimore Ravens, whose defense has been troubling.
1: Who's first in that?
0: Uh, I heard it today and I forgot. Hmm. So it must not be that important. Or I've just, the, it's a sugar rush, Scooter. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I've been throwing in, uh, you know, pint-sized Milky Ways. Little when, when you eat 14 of those little bitty Kit Kats, that's like eating three big ones. Exactly. You, and I won't eat three big ones, but I'll eat 14 of those miniatures. <laughs> oh, gosh. I got Hershey Kisses laying around all over the house. I still got those Whoppers I talked about yesterday. Whoppers are the worst. I said this yesterday. If you give away one of those little bitty bags of Whoppers, which are malted milk balls, it's hard to get the pack open. That's number one. One out of the three balls in that little pack is going to hurt your teeth. You're going to hit, chew it. It's going to be either too soft or too hard. So I, I gave those out. That's what I gave out. That and, of course, pulled pork and bacon.
1: Well, I'll be here all week if you want to offload some of that candy. I could, uh, there there could be a bucket of candy in here by tomorrow. That's perfect.
0: Oh, I, I can't think right now. I need a nap. By the third break, <laughs> it could be over. Could be over. But NFL trade deadline, 4 o'clock today. We'll see who makes a move. The Bengals looked awful last night without Jamar Chase. There's no other way to say it. Joe Burrow got sacked five more times. He is now 0-5 against the Cleveland Browns, the team that he grew up, I don't know if he was a fan, but he grew up close to the Cleveland close to Cleveland. He's 0 5 against the Browns and Kevin Stefanski. He is the Bengals are 0 13 now in their last 13 primetime road games. There's a stat for you. And I knew it was 0-12 yesterday, and I said on this show, take the Browns plus the three. Bengals don't play well on the road in primetime. They just don't. It's like Kirk Cousins in primetime. He just he's great at one o'clock on Sunday afternoon. He's terrible when the sun goes down. Jacoby Brissett, 17 of 22, 278, and a touchdown for Cleveland. 32 to 13 was the final. This game was never in doubt from halftime on. Um, Nick Chubb, 100 yards on the ground, 101, actually, and two touchdowns. Burrow was 25 of 35 for 232 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, five sacks. Offensive line issues are back for the Bengals. We thought, okay, early in the year they struggled. Okay, they got it together now. They've gone 4-1 and one since that 0-2 start. That's great. O-line was terrible last night. Jamar Chase is going to be out for another three or four weeks. Now, the schedule gets a little bit softer if you're a Bengal fan, and you need it to get soft until Jamar Chase uh, gets back. You get the Panthers at home next week, then you got a bye week, then you go to Pittsburgh and Tennessee, and hopefully you'll have Jamar Chase back for that December 4th meeting in Cincinnati with the Kansas City Chiefs. It doesn't get easy down the stretch. Last 6 games for the Bengals. Chiefs at home, Browns at home, at Tampa, at New England, Buffalo at home and at and uh, Baltimore at home. Yikes. That's a murderer's row right there. But they've got time to figure it out. They're 4 and 4. Who got back in the race last night? Cleveland Browns. They're 3 and 5 now. And with the deadline today for trades, there are only seven teams who are potentially out of it. Steelers are two and six. Do I keep cutting in and out here? No. Okay. That's just my headset, I guess. Steelers are two and six. Uh, they're out of it. No, no offense there scooter. They're out. You're right. Texans are one, five and one. Jaguars two and six. The Raiders are two and five. Boy, the Raiders. Wow. What happened there? Lions are one and six. Panthers two and six. Uh, those are the teams that are out of it. I mean, you might throw the Bears in there, three and five. Maybe the Commanders, because of the division they're in. They're four and four, but when everybody else in the division is at least six and two, that's that's you're out of it.
1: Is any any if you had to pick one of those teams to yep. make a surprise run and get back in it, who you, who you taking?
0: Whew. Wow. So far in the NFC, I see nobody. Uh,
1: <clears throat>
0: mm. It's a tough question. I would say the Raiders, because of the division they're in, I don't like the Raiders. So because of their division, I want to go with the Jaguars. Okay. Two and six. Trevor Lawrence has been really good, and he's been really bad. He turns the ball over way too much, uh, but they're in the right division because the culture are ahead of them. The Colts are terrible. Frank Reich should be fired immediately. Should have been fired uh, as he left the field Sunday. Titans are 5-2. and two. They're the class of the AFC South, if there is a, any class in the AFC South. <laughs> Uh, I would like to say the Steelers because of tradition, but again, that that division's too tough, and they're just not ready. I mean, Kenny Pickett is just not ready. Injuries have plagued them. Um, offensive line struggles. Steelers are done. But the Browns got back in it last night. The Browns are now 3-5. and five. They're a game behind Cincinnati, but they beat the Bengals, and they're two games behind the Ravens. The Ravens are a team to watch here in my opinion. You know what you got offensively. Defensively, you've been bad and you're addressing it. This Roquan Smith deal is big. And the Ravens are one of those teams that have not had success in the playoffs with Lamar Jackson. But it's also one of those teams, if you're the Chiefs or you're the Bills, you don't want to face the Ravens in the playoffs. You don't. Because the potential is always there with Lamar Jackson. And if they get the defense right, and I'm not saying they're going to by one acquisition, but if they get the defense right, look out. We'll talk more NFL coming up here. College football playoff rankings start tonight. ESPN, I guess that'll be about seven o'clock. We got Maction tonight. Right
1: here come the overs.
0: We got here. Co- Already bet them. Already went to the parlor today and bet both overs. Because we have maxion tonight. Um, Ball State at Kent State, 7 o'clock on the U. Kent State's a seven-point favorite over under 61.5. That's for recreational purposes only. Buffalo at Ohio University, 7.30 on ESPN 2. Buffalo on the road, three-point favorite over under 59 in that one. But 7 o'clock ESPN the first college football playoff rankings of the season. Here's what you're going to see. Here's the question. What do you value more? You value the best win that these three teams have had. I'm talking Georgia, Tennessee, and Ohio State. Do you value the strength of schedule that Tennessee has and the fact that they beat Alabama? Or do you value the fact that Georgia has been a machine on offense and defense? Or do you Uh, Put in the fact that Ohio State scores over 45 a game, and their defense is better than we expected. But their schedule is not as good as Tennessee. Tennessee's got the schedule. They've got the marquee win over Alabama. I think tonight, when the playoff rankings come out, and remember, these are not anything to get riled up about. Because Tennessee's going to play Georgia Saturday. One of them's going to knock the other one off. Ohio State's going to play Michigan in a few weeks. Somebody's got to lose. Tennessee, in my opinion, is going to be number one in these college football playoff rankings tonight. Ohio State will be number two. Georgia will be number three. Do I know that? Absolutely not. I don't know anything. Scooter will attest to that. True. That hurts. Georgia's schedule. Impressive opener against Oregon. 49-3. to Neutral site. Although I think it was in Atlanta. Is that a neutral site if it's in Atlanta? If it's not in Athens, Georgia? I would say so. Nah, it's not. A, there's no way. Uh, Samford. With an M. Samford. South Carolina on the road. Kent State at Missouri. Auburn, a terrible Auburn team, who fired their coach yesterday. Vanderbilt at home, Florida at the, in the cocktail party in Jacksonville. Florida is not good, by the way. They finish with Tennessee at Mississippi State at Kentucky and Georgia Tech. And so this is it. This game against Tennessee is it. They're not losing to Mississippi State or Kentucky or Georgia Tech. But schedule, they don't play Alabama. They don't even play. Texas A and M, and I don't Texas A and three and four, but they don't. The cross-sectional games, cross-divisional games for Georgia are Mississippi State and who am I missing? You get two a year. Auburn, terrible Auburn team. Tennessee, on the other hand. They've won at Pittsburgh, and I know Pittsburgh right now not that not very good, but Pittsburgh was ranked seventeenth at the time. Overtime win. Uh they beat LSU in, in Baton Rouge 40 to 13. LSU Alabama this weekend, by the way. So, you know, what they did to Kentucky, and I know you people are gonna say, well, yeah, Kentucky's overrated. Forty-four to six is forty-four to six, and of course you got that win over Alabama. Tennessee's resume is good enough to be number one, but again, it's not going to matter when all is said and done if Tennessee beats Alabama and Georgia within a what three-week span here. Now, now I got something to talk about. I mentioned this yesterday, Scooter. I bet some green on, on Tennessee to win it all before the Alabama game. Wow. 40 to 1. That's looking good. 40 to 1. And they're going to be uh, maybe number one, maybe number two, maybe even number three. It just depends what these members on this committee find important. Does it matter that Georgia was great last year and that coming into this year they were number one and they have done nothing to assuage you away from them being number one? That's the question. Or are you impressed so much by Tennessee's body of work and the numbers they're putting up? Or do you think, look, nobody's talking about Ohio State's defense. It's been great. But who's going to be the fourth team? you got Michigan. You've got – they're undefeated. You've got Clemson. They're undefeated. And Clemson – they're looking at unbeaten going to the ACC championship game. How do you keep them out? You're not going to keep them out if they're undefeated. Because either Ohio State or Michigan is going to lose. Either Tennessee or Georgia is going to lose. They might both lose because one of them is going to have to face Alabama in the SEC championship game. TCU is 8-0. Nobody's talking about the Big 12. Oregon 7-1. and Oregon lost to Georgia. They've won every game since, impressively, including a win over UCLA. They'll probably play Southern Cal in the Pac-12 championship game. A lot to unpack, but I believe, I'm going to go ahead and throw a prediction out there. Here's the top four tonight. Number one, Tennessee. Number two, Georgia. Number three, Ohio State. And number four, Michigan. That's what you're going to see tonight. Now, they'll they'll put the top six. Five will be Clemson. Six will be TCU. Pac-12, sorry. Thanks for playing. Those will be the top six, in my opinion, tonight. We'll see if that comes true. All right, we'll take a break. Baseball World Series will resume after a rainout, and we'll talk some NFL, go over some of the games, what happened this weekend. And, boy, the NFL loves their parody, and they've got it this year. You're listening to Spears on Sports. Presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Anywhere y'all, everywhere y'all. I heard it, I heard
1: it. I heard it on the X.
0: Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline is open 502-384-1450. 384-1450. Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Get your text into that number, 414-1450. Compliments of our friends at Thornton's. All right, Scooter, tell me where I'm wrong there. Tennessee, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan,
1: Clemson, TCU. And do you care? A, I don't care. B, I think you nailed it during that break when we were talking. I think you maybe just flip flop TCU and Clemson. Yeah. Just for the fact that the ACC has been so down this year. And and the
0: Clemson win over Wake Forest doesn't look good anymore. No. After that Louisville performance uh, on Saturday. Uh, Louisville got some love on the uh, Scott Van Pelt Sports Center, the bad beats uh, section. Because if you bet the under in that Louisville Wake Forest game, you had it the whole way. And then at the end of the game, Louisville throws or Wake throws an interception in the end zone. Louisville runs it out, fumbles, running it back at about the 15-yard line. Wake recovers. That was a fourth down play. And they got first and goal, and they score a touchdown to hit the over. <laughs>
1: Yikes. That's brutal.
0: That is brutal. All right, Auburn fired their coach finally. A lot of people down on the plains been calling for this one for a while. Brian Harsin, uh, the former Boise State coach, was 9-12 In two and a half years at Auburn, assistant coach Cadillac Williams, great name, Carnell Cadillac Williams, former running back at Auburn, will take over. It looks like it's uh, Deion Sanders' job if he wants it. Deion has built something great at Jackson State. His son is the quarterback. Uh, He was profiled on 60 Minutes this past weekend. And Dion's mantra is, look, I'm going to go to this uh, historically black college and university, HBCU school, Jackson State, and I'm going to make it a powerhouse. Okay, if that's what your plan is, and you take the Auburn job, get ready for some grief. Because you didn't say, and no coach ever says this, to be fair, you didn't say this is a stepping stone for me. But what you did say was, I'm gonna build something special at Jackson State. I'm gonna be here through the long haul. We can do it anywhere. I'm gonna prove that it can be done at one of these Southwest Athletic Conference Schools. If you now decide to take the job at Auburn, you're gonna get a lot of heat. Now, right or wrong, right or wrong, in the media, you're gonna take a take a a beating. How could you leave these kids? You said this was all about these kids. This was all about the HBCU schools. You're in it for the long haul. And now you're going to go to an SEC school? And you're probably going to take a bunch of those Jackson State players with you? At least the ones you like? The ones that can play? Including your son? I don't know if he's offered the job at Auburn. It seems like He's going to get a Division I Power Five job at some point. I know he wanted the Florida State job. That's where he played. They didn't they went a diff, in a different direction. He was not happy about it. Auburn is now open for business. And they've got NIL money at Auburn. They got a whole lot of NIL money, it's been reported at Auburn. They are going to bring in a good coach, whether it's Deion Sanders. Whether it's get ready for it, Kentucky fan, Mark Stoops. Did you see who the new AD at Auburn is as of yesterday? No. John Cohen, Mississippi State Athletic Director, former employee under Mitch Barnhart at the University of Kentucky. He got his start. He learned under Mitch Barnhart, how to be an athletic director. Went to Mississippi State as athletic director. Did a great job. Brought in Mike Leach. Brought in the new basketball coach. All of a sudden, earlier this week, steps down from Mississippi State, probably going to take the job at Auburn. That's going to be announced here. It's basically been announced, although they haven't had a press conference yet. John Cohen with UK ties is the new athletic director at Auburn. Now, Mark Stoops got a great gig. He's got a great gig. Makes a whole lot of money. They've given him everything he's asked at the University of Kentucky. They've given him, if you ask John Calipari, more than they've given the basketball program. Facilities, money, NIL. It's still Kentucky. Right? Right? Still yep. a basketball school. John Calipari wasn't lying when he haphazardly threw out that, uh, hey, we're a basketball school. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't say it out loud. I understand that Mark Stoops, I get that he took issue with it. But I've said this on this program. You're either a basketball school or you're a football school. That's it. It is very difficult to be both. Michigan's got a great basketball program. Guess what? They're a football school. They are. Bruce Pearl's done some terrific things at Auburn. Guess what? Auburn's a football school. Auburn's basketball has been better than Auburn's football for at least four years now. Maybe longer. Probably longer. Auburn is still a football school. Mark Stoops to Auburn? Would it surprise me? No. Not a bit. Not a bit. So get ready for that that speculation, Kentucky fan. Get ready for it. Texter says, Coach Prime said Saturday on game day, he'd listen to offers. He'd be a fool not to listen to offers. If Auburn called and offered Deion Sanders the job, Deion Sanders would be a fool to not take the job because he's at Jackson State. This has nothing to do with with HBCU, this has to do with lower-level Division One program or SEC school, where are you going to go coach, where are you going to make more money, where are you going to get better players. That's all it has to do with.
1: He, he's kind of in between a rock and a hard it place. It doesn't
0: so. mean he's not going to take grief if he takes it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he shouldn't take it. Yeah, the rock and the hard place, he put himself in the rock. He hard, did. In between the rock Absolutely. and the hard place. You can't say, I'm going to make this place special and I'm going to be here long enough to make this place special. I'm not going anywhere. I'm committed to these kids. That's when you put yourself between the rock and the hard place. Because when the Power Five conference school calls, you have to take the call. You have to listen. And if they offer, you almost have to go. Jackson State's not winning any national championship. Auburn has already won national championships fairly recently. Cam Newton, remember that name, everybody? You're in the SEC. You're playing Alabama every year. You're playing LSU every year. You're playing Jimbo Fisher and A&M every year. You got to go if you get offered the job. I'm not saying he's going to get offered the job. He made it clear when he didn't get offered the Florida State job, he made it fairly clear he wanted to coach at that level. Auburn is at that level. They've been terrible. They've been terrible. But it's still Auburn. The John Cohen thing, the new AD having a Kentucky connection, is very intriguing here. Doesn't mean Mark Stoops will leave. Mark Stoops has a really good gig. Mark Stoops is adored at Kentucky by the fan base, even after a forty-four to six loss to Tennessee. He's not happy with the offensive coordinator. He's not happy with the play calling. He made that clear Monday in his press conference. He wants to, and and no. Uh, Offensive coordinator wants to hear this, but he wants to shorten the playbook. He wants to basic it up a little bit with Will Levis back there. Offense coordinators don't want to do that. They want the entire playbook open. If you're a Kentucky fan, you love Mark Stoops. He takes you to bowl games every year, 10 wins last year. Bad performance at Tennessee, bad performance against South Carolina without your quarterback. Those things happen. You're still 5-3. and three. You're still going to beat Vandy. You should beat Missouri, even though you're only a two-point favorite this weekend. You're still going to be favored considerably, a considerable favorite at home against Louisville, regardless of what happened in Cardinal Stadium on Saturday. He's got it made at Kentucky right now. And if you go to Auburn and you go six and six next year, or God forbid, five and seven or four and eight, they don't have long memories at Auburn. What have you done for me lately? Gene Chiswick won a national championship. He didn't last much longer than that. It's what have you done for me lately at Auburn? What are you going to do for me now? We know he can recruit. It's harder to recruit Ohio, I would think, if you're in Auburn and not Lexington. Lexington's a lot closer to his Ohio roots than Auburn, Alabama is. If you're Mark Stoops, do you listen? Yes, you listen. If they call, you listen. Matt Rule is the other name that's been mentioned here, the former Baylor coach, former uh, head coach of the Carolina Panthers got fired this year. Some guys, some guys are meant to coach in college. Some guys are meant to coach in the pros. Nick Saban meant to coach in college. He tried the pros, didn't work out. Steve Spurrier meant to coach in college. Matt Rule might want to be one of those guys. Did a great job at Baylor. Meant to coach in college. I have to imagine Auburn will also. Read out reach out to Matt Rule. All right, I wanted to talk about NFL and I'll do so after the break. Some great games over the weekend and some guys that are were GOATs and not in a good way. Not the good kind of goat. We'll talk about that after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Anywhere Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage, John Spears in Studio. Final chance, final segment, M Cartage Hotline, 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Text your text. I don't know what else you would text other than your text into the show at that number, 414-1450. Trade deadline the NFL today. It's underway. The Lions, I mentioned one of the sellers here, they're 1-6, traded T.J. Hawkinson, their uh, all-pro tight end, to a divisional rival, the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings 6-1. and one. Irv Smith Jr. was their tight end, but now he'll move over or move to the back of the line here, T.J. Hawkinson. Goes to the Vikings. You find that interesting. Scooter trade somebody in the division. Yeah, that's a big trade. Regardless of whether or not you're going to make the playoffs, you got to play these guys twice a year, and and you got to compete with them. Maybe next year for a division title. And now you got T.J.
1: Hawkinson on the other side. Well, I didn't realize the Vikings were six and one. So that I mean that helps them immensely. Nobody
0: believes in the Vikings. I picked the Vikings to go to the Super Bowl before the season started. I remember that with the Chargers. Sorry about that part. And they don't do anything exciting. They don't win by double digits. They played a bunch of single-score uh, games, but they win them all. And here they are, 6-1. and one. The win over the Packers on opening weekend doesn't look as impressive as it did then, but they just keep winning, man. Just And, and here's the other thing. They've had one primetime game against the Eagles, and they got thumped. So everybody saw that game. Nobody has seen all these 1 o'clock games. They played a game in Wembley in London. They played a 9-30 game in London. So nobody's seen any of these games. But here they are 6-1. and 6-1 and one is 6-1. and one. I don't care how you slice it. Um, all right, World Series back in action tonight. Had a rainout last night. It'll be Lance McCullers for the Astros and Ranger Suarez for the Phillies tonight. 803 Fox Game 3 the uh, series tied 1 game apiece interesting part here is they I thought what they would do would be get rid of the travel day right Thursday's supposed to be the travel day I thought well they'll just get rid of that and you'll play games Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in Philly and then play Friday and Saturday like you were originally scheduled in Houston if necessary no, they're not doing that. Friday will now be a travel day. Saturday, Sunday would be the last two games in Houston. What does that mean? Well, that means the Phillies, at least by most estimates, get a get a break here. Because now they're going to have an opportunity to use Aaron Nola, their star pitcher, three times in this series. If they had not kept that travel day in there, then Nola would only have one more start. He's going to start game four and, if necessary, game seven for the Phillies. A little bit of an advantage for Philadelphia. You're going to get Nola three games, Wheeler two games, if you go far enough to do that. And that's a big break for Philadelphia because everybody believes, me included, that the starting staffs, Houston's got an advantage. Not anymore. that changes now with this rainout uh, 803 tonight on Fox I'm going I'm going to take the Phillies tonight they're uh plus uh let's look it up here they're plus 105 so it's basically an even game. Houston's minus 125 Philadelphia's plus 105. I'm interested to see the atmosphere. It's been unbelievable in the playoffs for the Phillies. The, the home They're undefeated at home. The home crowd has been unbelievable. They're 5-0 and at home in the playoffs. And Miles Teller, the actor, going nuts down there in his box seat in his Phillies jersey. The whole place has been rocking throughout, and I look forward to it tonight because uh, there's nothing better than Philly fans. So here's what you're going to have Thursday now. Philadelphia at Houston, NFL, Houston at Philadelphia, World Series game. How about that?
1: So we're going to get a sports equinox that we didn't get last night. We were supposed to get it last
0: night. Would have been the second time this year. But instead, we will get it Thursday. If, I'm assuming there's NHL and NBA games on Thursday. Surely, yeah. I know there are NBA games. I'm assuming there are NHL games. So yes, we'll get it Thursday.
1: Uh, by the way, were you on Phillies last night before the rain? I delay? was.
0: Okay. I was. Um, I just – sometimes it's just meant to be. And the Phillies are the sixth seed in the National League. Astros are the top seed in the American League. There's no reason, none, that the Phillies should win this series. And I still don't think they'll win this series. But I think they'll win tonight. Coming home, home crowd. And I like Ranger Suarez, even though he's <laughs> – you know considered a huge step down from Nola and Wheeler. I like Ranger Suarez. Maybe it's his name. One of the best names in baseball. Yeah. Um so that not that knocks Noah Sindergaard out. He was going to start last night. McCullers was going to start last night. McCullers stays in the rotation for Houston, but Noah Sindergaard now gets bumped back to the bullpen and I think if you're a Philly fan It feels like karma. It feels like all of this is happening for a reason, even the rain out, to get your better starting pitcher on the mound. All right, NFL Sunday. I didn't get to talk about it yesterday because we had to talk about uh, Louisville basketball losing an exhibition game, Kentucky basketball not playing well, Kentucky getting crushed by Tennessee, Louisville crushing Wake Forest. We had to talk about all that. I didn't get to the NFL. Go to the weekend was DJ Moore, and I felt bad for him. The Carolina wide receiver caught a touchdown pass with 12 seconds to go to tie the game against Atlanta in Atlanta. He proceeded to take his helmet off. The flag came out. The penalty pushed the extra point back to being a 43-yard extra point which the Carolina kicker missed. They go to overtime. Carolina misses a field a short field goal later. Atlanta kicks a field goal Wins in overtime, and the Atlanta Falcons, believe it or not, are in first place in the NFC South. DJ Moore went from hero to GOAT about as quickly as you can. And I don't think it was a showboat, look at me moment. I think he was so excited that he got the touchdown. And it wasn't a short touchdown. It was a bomb. It was a Hail Mary. I think he was just so excited. The emotion got to him. You could see him on the sideline during that extra point just praying that it was going to be made, a 43-yard extra point. Should please make this extra point. Take me off the hook. Didn't happen. He turned into the GOAT. The other GOAT of the week, Frank Reich, Indianapolis coach. All right. I know the Colts aren't very good. They're 3-4-1. and one. They tied Houston. All right. That tells me all I need to know. Matt Ryan was not the answer in Indianapolis. They went to Sam Ellinger, the former Texas Longhorn, this week. He played okay. Not great. He played like a rookie in his first start. But the Commanders, they get the late touchdown, the late long throw to Terry McLaurin to set up the touchdown, 17-16 over Indianapolis in Indy. I know my buddy Tony Burke was there. He will join us in studio tomorrow, by the way. 17-16, 17-16, Commanders go to 4-4. Four and four. Frank Reich, got to go. Got to go. Now, the, the Colts need a quarterback. Since Andrew Luck left, they've tried three, now four if you count Ellinger. Carson Wentz was one of those guys. Matt Ryan, he just looked old. He'll never, he'll never take another snap as an Indianapolis quarterback because of his contract. Which is kind of silly, but that's the way it is. They made his contract so that if he plays another game, they got to pay him a whole lot of more money than they're going to have to pay him. He's still making a lot of money. Don't feel bad for Matt Ryan. But the Colts were supposed to contend. They were a sleepy Super Bowl pick this year. Remember that? Mm-hmm. They were a sleepy pick, you know, under the radar. Oh, you know, for the Colts, they got Matt Ryan, Jonathan Taylor's the one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in the NFL. Got some weapons, got a good defense. Look out for the Colts. At some point, you look at the coach, and you look at the coaching staff, and you say, what went wrong? You You can't fire the
1: players either. They fired their offensive coordinator today. I think
0: it was defense coordinator, wasn't it? Was it OC?
1: Offensive, yeah. Marcus Brady.
0: Uh, Yeah, you're right. I know you're right. (laughs) It's hard for me to say those words. Offense coordinator. Yeah. I mean, they scored 16 points against the commanders. Commanders better than we think? Maybe, but they're still not that good. Tyler Heineke, Taylor Heineke with the win. Tyler Heineke? Taylor, Taylor. Heineke. Taylor, yeah. All I know is Heineken. The beer. <laughs> All right. Tennessee beat Houston 17-10. Tennessee's 5-2 now. They're going to win the AFC South. They're going to be with Baltimore, that team you're scared of in the playoffs. Because they just give it to Derrick Henry. They shorten the game. He had an unbelievable game against Houston on Sunday. Uh, and he just beats your defense down. And then Tannehill goes back, and people are wide open because it's a play action fake with Derrick Henry. Tennessee is good defensively. Offensively, they're limited, but they know who they are. They know who they are. We're going to throw short passes, we're going to hand it off to Derrick Henry, we're going to run the clock. We're not going to let the Chiefs' offense or the Bills' offense or whoever you want to throw in there on the field. We are going to own time of possession. And I said this Friday when I took Tennessee in the six-pack. Mike Vrabel wins games within the division. He just does. He's a good coach. He learned it under Belichick. He is a, a guy that knows what his team is and takes advantage of what his team knows how to do. Watch the Dallas Cowboys. Mike McCarthy, now that Dak Prescott's back, he wants to throw the football. Dallas should not be a throw-the-football team. They got a great defense. They got Tony Pollard, who's better than Ezekiel Elliott, but they've got both of those guys that can run the football, chew up time, chew up yardage, let their defense play. But Mike McCarthy insists on throwing the football with Dak Prescott. You'll see it. They scored 49 against the Bears this weekend. Dallas did. They had one defensive touchdown. So they scored six offensive touchdowns. They were great. A lot of it was Tony Pollard running the football. But they get greedy. We've got Dak. We've got to use Dak. We got CD Lamb. We got Michael Gallup. We got to throw the football. We got a good tight end, Dalton Schultz. Got to throw it. Tennessee and Mike Rabel don't fall into that trap. We're going to run it. We're going to give it to Derrick Henry because he's going to get four to eight yards every time he touches the football. Every time. We are not going away from that plan, and you're not going to make us go away from that plan. That's why he's a good coach. He takes advantage of what his team does well. Denver beat Jacksonville in London. Let's ride, said uh, Russell Wilson after the 21-17 win over Jacksonville. I'm disappointed in the Jags. They should be better. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to trade Josh Allen, the edge rusher, today at some point. Uh, Miami over Detroit, 31-27. Miami is now 5-3. and three. They are now 5-0 and oh in games in which Tua tonga doesn't get killed. Too soon. No, too soon? Too soon games in which he can actually stand up, they're 5 and 0. Too soon. Too soon. All right. 31-27. Detroit had a two touchdown lead in that game. Oh, Dan Campbell's not going to make it. Loved him on hard knocks. Loved watching him run through a wall for him. It's not going to make it. You can't keep him around much longer. Minnesota improved to 6 and 1 with a road victory 34-26 over Arizona. Vikings are in Washington this weekend. They can be seven and one, folks. Look out. That's the Viking horn. There you go. Look out for Kirk Cousins. New Orleans shut out Vegas 24 to nothing. The Raiders. Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs. Doesn't matter. I don't know how long they keep Josh McDaniel around. You can't score against the Saints? Yikes. Philadelphia State undefeated over your Steelers, 35-13. Scooter, sorry about that. That's okay. Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, three touchdowns in the first half of at least 25 yards. That's a really good team. Niners beat the Rams 31-14. Seattle over the Giants. Geno Smith's good. And Buffalo held off Green Bay on Sunday night. Didn't cover those damn bills. Tony Burke joins me in studio tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. I heard it, I heard it, I heard it.